Welcome to the Redemption Tempe podcast, where we believe that all of life is all for Jesus. I'm your host today, AC. Today, we are joined a special guest, Natalie. Hello. Natalie and I are going to be talking about Lectio Divina today. As you guys know, we are in the season of Advent, and just like we did last year on the podcast, instead of doing an extension of the sermon series, we want to look at different practices and rhythms that shape us in the image of Christ and stir up this longing for Jesus. Because historically, as you've heard, uh, I've said this on every episode this year, that Advent has been a time in which Israel originally was looking for their king to come and restore the king. Um, You even see that when Jesus is raised from the dead in Acts chapter 1, the disciples are like, at this time are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? So that's what they were longing for. And us now in this time, we look back at that time in order to stir up anticipation for our king to return and to fully establish the kingdom. And so one thing that we've also been doing this year is the Forum Project. It's a year-long initiative to how do we compress into practices and rhythms and essentially create new habits to help us form us into the image of Christ because the reality is we're always being shaped into Mm -hmm. something. Um, The culture is always shaping us into its image and so we have to be intentional to how Mm -hmm. can we be shaped by Christ because it's not just enough Mm -hmm. to go to church on Sunday morning, maybe read your Bible here and there, pray here and there and think that's going to be enough to stem the cultural Mm -hmm. tide. One of the practices we chose was Lectio Divina. Mm-hmm. I mean, Natalie was part of the brain trust, part of the group of people that mm-hmm. was deciding, how are we going to do this? What is it going to look like? And so we brought her on the episode to talk to us about this practice. So, yeah. uh, Natalie, can you tell us, for those who are unfamiliar, what do those words even mean, Lectio Divina? It's not English. Yeah, sure. So this is really new to me as well, but um, it's been really fun learning learning about it. But what I see is that Lectio Divina means in Latin, uh, divine reading. And then I would say I understand it more with uh, the definition of devotional reading. Mm. What is it? Can you walk us through the steps? Like what, what is, give us a snapshot. What is Lectio Divina? What is divine reading? Yeah, the way that I have come to understand it to be is a way to exercise deeply knowing God through reading his word in a way that slows us down, quiets us so that we can hear him speak, but not just speak to us in knowing his word, but more on a personal level of Mm. like where you are right now um, Mm. in your life. Mm. That's really good. Different movements, right? right? Like what is it, what does it look like? What are those movements? Yeah. So I see that step one is a quiet preparation of slowing down, relaxing, letting go of the busyness of our mind and just being silent for a little bit before entering into his presence, into his word. Mm-hmm. And the second step then would be reading the passage out loud, slowly letting the words settle in your heart, pausing on words or phrases that catch attention. And then um, the third step would be reading the passage again, meditating on the passage to see where the words are connecting to your life right now. Uh, the fourth step would be reading the passage again, listening for a way to respond in prayer. Mm. Then responding in prayer and like really holding nothing back, just expressing how you feel and how you feel like God is speaking and kind of talking to God through that. And then the last step of just kind of resting in God's presence Mm -hmm. and I think realizing just how he speaks and that he is real and that his love is real before going out then 
following then into the rest of your day, just kind of sitting in his presence for a little bit before mm. doing that. So there's a ton of silence. Yeah. And then, but within these periods of silence, there's reflection and yeah. there's listening to God's voice after you read out loud. Yeah. So this isn't something like you probably recommend doing like on the treadmill and you're following right. or something. This right. is something. It's intentional. Um, it's definitely, I think, something as I have studied the Bible and been a part of different Bible studies, I haven't provided space mm-hmm. for this reflecting or this meditating. And I think with studying God's word and then with doing this, it is like so extremely fruitful because you know his word, but then it becomes like really real. Like Mm. it becomes more of like a relationship than just you knowing something. Yeah, that's so good because I'm going to school for theology. Mm. And so especially, I mean, I think anybody in our society can be prone to this, but I know I really resonate with uh, the Bible can become like a textbook Mm -hmm. to be studied because there's like, there's cultural differences, historical language, like, and then trying to understand the flow the text and like and then me growing up with this fear of you have to get yeah. the right doctrine so it's yeah. like i have to make sure that i'm reading this the right way but then when i do that too much it yeah. becomes an object to be studied yeah. as opposed to something that i'm supposed to be mastered by yeah and that having that relationship with jesus yeah and it's just crazy how he speaks into exactly what where you're at it's just really really awesome and special mm-hmm. why are we doing this as part of the form project because there's only a few months that we could pick only select practices. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of good practices we had to leave out. Why did Lectio make the cut? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I think, so the whole goal you were just saying earlier, the whole goal of the form project is formation and really looking at things that are forming us. And so I think you mentioned just culture. And I think I think about how I'm formed and what how my opinions are formed. And I look at, well, the movies that I've watched or the music that I listen to or the books that I read or even just like what I experience at work and what I experience in my relationship, what I'm, how I'm using my time, um, how my habits are being formed. All of those things are forming opinions about what I think about myself and also what I think about God. And I think that somehow as Christians, we have to combat what culture says, what we should believe about ourselves and what we should believe about God. And I feel like too, of kind of just even my inner doubts of Mm. like the sin that can easily come up into my life can start to form my opinions about who I think I am or about who I think God is. And Lectio Divina is this really awesome way to combat what culture says. Mm. And the Bible is just God's ultimate way of communicating with us. And it speaks to a lot. I mean, it speaks to the truths about who God is, and it speaks to the truth about who we are. And it's just starkly different. And I think that slowing down and spending time uh, reading God's word is really the only thing that can can really help us in identifying like who we are mm. and we need we need to read God's word to be able to know what's different than culture you know what I mean yeah and I think that as Christians it's just really easy to just even to just to listen to a podcast or mm-hmm. to listen to a sermon from someone that you like or you know even on Instagram like I always go look at desiring God and love it but I feel like the sitting down and reading God's word and doing Lectio Divina mm-hmm. gives me a confidence mm-hmm. in what God says about me and what he says about himself and it's a confidence that doesn't come from I feel like anything else that I've experienced because mm-hmm. it's just really personal so. yeah And so what was it like for you on an individual level 
doing Lectio this time around? Mm -hmm. I know you've touched a little bit about how it's been really impactful for you. Can Mm -hmm. you unpack that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what I said, I feel like it's been amazing. And anytime I take my focus off of myself and the busyness of my life and then spend time doing devotional reading, I just feel like God is so quick to respond to me that I feel like he's been like waiting for me to do that so that he could affirm me or convict me and speak into the doubts of my heart and ultimately like express his love to me. And I always just leave my time amazed at how refreshed I feel, how confident I am in the character of God, and just that truly that he is He is real and he is wanting a relationship with me. And so on an individual level, it's just brought more of more confidence into my into my life in a way that's kind of hard to explain because mm-hmm. it's like the way God speaks and then brings up other things like after that time that you begin to listen and see and hear like whether it's a sermon or something else that connects to what he you felt like he was speaking to mm-hmm. you in that time mm-hmm. and so it's just individually so good and that, yeah like I said I just don't think anything else has been so impactful yeah I love that what you said about like God waiting for you Mm -hmm. and him just this idea of I know that like when I go to someone's house as long as I'm not running late like (laughs) but being like expected there's something Mm -hmm. nice as opposed to just gonna drop it and say hi I hope they're not doing anything Mm -hmm. it can be like that with God like I hope you're not busy but Mm -hmm. he's like no he's like just a warm embrace waiting for you he's waiting Mm -hmm. that's so good yeah what about as a community um, as part of an RC what was it like doing Lectio as an RC Yeah. So it was really cool when we did this because I knew I'm an RC leader and I knew that I was going to need to lead my RC in this, but I hadn't had that much practice with it. So individually I practiced that, but then I also practiced it with some of my closer friends Mm -hmm. and then my roommates and then also as an RC. And so it was really neat to see how God worked. And honestly, it was a little awkward at first Mm -hmm. because I feel like depending on your relationship with different groups of people, maybe you have spoken about like spiritual things but all three of those communities it was just really neat to see how God was working because I just think that after you get past that awkwardness you begin to see that how beautifully God is speaking to everyone on an individual level and then Mm. you begin to see God from their experiences or from their parts of suffering or or their joys. And it's just neat to see how God is seen by unique individuals that he's created. Mm -hmm. And then it also really built, I feel like it built our community in, in all of those areas for me, because it provided people an opportunity to be vulnerable and not just to be vulnerable for the sake of being vulnerable, but sharing something and then immediately acknowledging how God is speaking into the hard part of life. And I think anytime you can look at God and who he is together collectively, it's just so life-giving and Mm -hmm. you just feel like, wow, we were meant to be in community looking at God, Mm -hmm. maybe not looking at each other or, I mean, to spend time like looking at each other and to spend time like thinking about the the other person, you know, but I think you can get wrapped up in community of just like talking about your issues. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about God and how he speaks into that, I think you just feel this depth of community Mm. that you don't feel at other times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those have been, in my life, some of the strongest bonds I've had with people have been, in some way, we were like seeking the Lord together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really neat. It's really neat. 
So as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, Advent has historically been a time when the church reflects upon the incarnation in such a way that it stirs up longing for Christ to come and bring the kingdom in its fullness. As you as an individual and as part of community, have been pressing into Lectio, how has Lectio Divina, uh, divine devotional reading, stirred a longing for Jesus in your life and in the life of your community? Yeah, love that question. Like I said, every time I do Lectio Divina, I'm so refreshed. And I'm refreshed and I realize that the other things I've centered my life around, whether that is work or my relationships or exercise or the vacations I'm looking forward to or anything else, all of those things always come up short in defining me or affirming the deeper parts of me. So I really long for a day that I don't struggle with going back to those things Mm. to find my identity, but that... I be fully satisfied in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Lectio Divina always gives me a little taste Mm. of being fully satisfied in Jesus and being fully confident Mm. in who he says I am and who he says that he is. And then in community, oh man, I just feel like in community, you really begin to realize like how broken the world is because as life happens to each of us or to yourself or to the people in your community, you really begin to realize uh, how broken the world is, whether it's death or cancer or infertility or losing children or desiring to be married but not being married, uh, divorce, marital problems, and the list, you know, of course goes on. And as hard times come, you realize that in all of these dark moments, God is grieving as well because his perfect plan for us wasn't for sin to exist, but for us to live like eternally in relationship with him and with others. So it makes sense to feel this like deepened sadness when things happen to you or to your community. And you realize the ugliness just of the world and of sin and of suffering because it wasn't God's original plan. But in community that is collectively set their eyes on eternal hope and restoration of God's intent for creation, I think that you are just able to encourage one another in truth of God's hope, of the gift of his son and Mm. salvation. And I just feel like as Advent approaches, it just makes me so thankful for Mm. his son, for his plan, Mm -hmm. um, that he is sovereign in his plan for creation, even though there are so many things that hit you or hit your community that feels like he's not good. But when you start to realize his like how he how his plan has been from the beginning and how he's working and he continues to work and then just realizing the gift of what he's given us in this season and as far as his son and the sacrifice of his son and his righteousness it's just like super special so yeah yeah oh that is so good um and that's such a great way to uh to end this episode And I just want to encourage you guys. I know that Advent is such a busy, busy time. Mm. And we can be filled that we're pulled in so many different directions. So I definitely want to encourage you guys to make space for the Lord. Lectio is a great way to do that, especially in a time of busyness. Mm. To intentionally pull away, to rest, and to hear for God's voice. Um, as an individual or as part of a community. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being on. Yeah, no problem. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Redemption Church Tempe podcast. We believe that all of life is all for Jesus. Redemption is one church in nine local congregations across the state of Arizona. 
Our vision at Redemption Tempe is to create disciples of Jesus who seek the reconciliation and restoration of Tempe. We would love for you to join us at one of our Sunday services at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. each week. You can learn more about us and how to get plugged into the life of our church by downloading our phone app called Redemption Church Tempe or on our website at tempe.redemptionaz.com. And lastly, we would love to hear from you. Please send any questions or feedback you might have about this podcast or our church by emailing tempe at redemptionaz.com. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week.